Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. And if you hear any faint, distant music, it's our next door neighbor having a great time. Really? Partying just, just it funk. up. It's just some funk out there, you know? Yep. Her little... uh. Stevie Wonder, her little uh, Marvin Gaye, late period mm. Marvin Gaye, her little, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what was he just playing? I don't know. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think. Anyway. Oh, that's fine. I guess that's how he celebrates the Super Bowl, the Lord's Day. <laughs> Are you going to watch any of it? No, I, I hadn't even thought about it. Actually, it didn't occur to me to watch any of it. John sent me a text that said, "I hope there's an Obi One trailer tonight." And I was like, "What? What is he talking about?" <laughs> like, oh, it must be the Super Bowl. He must mean maybe during the Super Bowl there will be a trailer for the mm. Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, but you know, I have no dog in the fight. Don't care for uh, the Bengals or the Rams or the National Football League. Um, so that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, you know, Brady retired. Might as well also retire from watching football. <laughs> Seems reasonable to me. Do you feel like you have to watch to be aware of the cultural impact that the you know? Super Bowl that usually has like 90 million viewers gets? Um, No, because people like, I feel like in my world, people just talk about the commercials sometimes and the halftime show. Yeah. And then I guess you can just digest that later. Yeah. Um, A woman I know directed a Super Bowl commercial and... That's huge. I've seen... I, I She showed it to us um, at our poker game. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw it. It's very cool. I'm nice. not going to say anymore. Okay. So it'd be kind of cool to see that, but like 
you know, not a, not a huge deal. Yeah. Not not enough for me to sit in front of a TV for four hours hoping to see this. I think it's on commercial. now. Um, yeah, I think it starts at six east, six or six thirty Eastern. Well, there you go. That's how that's how into it we are. I don't even know exactly when it starts. Uh, it starts at three thirty, so it's well, three oh five. Hasn't started yet. We better wrap this up quick so I can get to the oh big okay. game. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, oh, yeah, I didn't get there. No, you didn't. Uh, so what's new, everybody? Well. We should tell everyone that I had some sad news this week. I mean, not that sad in the grand scheme of things, but like sad for me. I don't think you started like on an IVF podcast like that. I think we should just maybe launch into it a little differently. Okay. How would you launch into it? Uh, Dory's expectations were subverted. Okay. By the publishers. (laughs) It looks like, uh, thanks for waiting. The uh, book of the same name will not be getting a paperback release. Mm-hmm. Instead, it will be available on hardcover <laughs> forever. Forever. No, well, I, mean, I mean that's not true. That's not true. Eventually, I'm sure. Eventually, it'll be printed on paperback. No, I don't think it will be. I think eventually, like after our deaths. I don't think so. And the copyright runs out? Basically, I think... Some enterprising person decides that they're going to just take all of uh, podcaster and YouTube books and release them on paperback in the year, you know, 2140. I hope that doesn't happen. But basically, the only way it could get a paperback release would be if I... If, like, my next book or, like... Or if in the future I wrote a book that was, like, a huge bestseller and they decided to like re-release my older books. Done. I think we can make that happen. Mm. So yeah. don't say never. I mean, it seems very unlikely. So basically, here's the deal. There's been this like crisis in publishing for basically since the beginning of the pandemic, a couple of the big printing plants that used to print all of or not all of, but used to print a lot of books for American publishers just closed and they haven't been replaced. So there's been like a backlog at printing plants to publish books. And it's like gotten to the point of absurdity where um, there were these cookbooks that had been printed in China and they were coming to the U S on a ship and the container holding the cookbooks fell off the ship. Okay. With you so far with, and so the books, the cookbooks had to be pushed back by like months because there was no other place for them to get printed yeah so but in the sea they're making some delicious home-cooked meals yeah except they're probably like wait this recipe calls for fish oh no (laughs) to serve fish is a cookbook (laughs) um so because of that they're kind of taking like a harder look at the books that are coming out because they don't have like capacity to print everything right and so they decided not to publish my paperback because they said they haven't gotten it like enough advance orders for it from bookstores, which is a bummer. Um, I talked to my agent about it and she was like, look, your book is selling well. Like it's, it wasn't a bestseller, but it's selling well. And like, there's no, in, you know, normal times, there'd be no reason why your paperback wouldn't come out. Like it's in my contract for the paperback to come out. Yeah. And it, and it's not coming out. Yeah. And so, so, well, how are you going to take this and learn from it? Well, it's like definitely not not making me like psyched on the publishing industry. <laughs> well, that's something, right? That's a little. That's a that's a that's an angle to be looking at. Yeah. Another angle to look at. Maybe we reopen one of these uh, printing places. Oh, yeah. first book out of the out of the out of the, out of the door is. Uh, thanks for waiting. Uh, if I just bought a printing plant to only publish my paperback that would be i mean i'm god i feel like that's uh i feel like that happened at some point i'm sure i mean talk about a vanity publication i mean i mean hello william randolph hearst (laughs) get him on the horn get him on the podcast Mm, wait um ghosts (laughs) 
So yeah, so that that has been kind of a bummer this week. I posted about it on social media. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, you've probably already seen me talk or Twitter. You know, I feel I feel like I didn't give enough of a supportive ear to that because it's our, your top story on today's podcast. You were moderately supportive. Moderately supportive. I'd like to not be moderately and elevate myself to adequately supportive. Mm. I think that part of your problem is that you like to like minimize things. Well, particularly problems yeah. and, and, and issues. And so that doesn't always make people, i.e. me, feel especially like seen or heard. Right. I just try to give solutions to the problem. But sometimes... Rather than just assessing or, or rather... Sometimes uh, you I just want... Wallowing in the problem. Sometimes you just want someone to be like, God, that really does suck. Like, I'm really sorry. Well, yeah, I, I would like to say that now. Mm-hmm. Follow up to that. I think I need to be educated a little bit more as to the uh, publishing industry. Mm. You know, because to me, uh, nov- novice, what would we say? An outsider. Sure, sure, yes. I, I don't know what that means. In the sense of like, all right, I can still get your book though, right? Go buy it, right? And it's like, yeah, but it's a hardcover. Okay. Well, there's it, a couple that's issues. Just, that's just that's just how, you know. One One is that... You know, hardcovers are expensive. So there's people out there who might have wanted, they didn't want to buy an ebook. They wanted a book, you know, in print. Yeah. But the hardcover is too expensive. So they thought, well, you know what? I'll just wait for the paperback. Right. So if that's you, guess what? Now's the time to buy it because it's not in paperback. <laughs> um, if you would like to rip off the hardcover and personally send it to us, I will design a paperback <laughs> cover for it. So that was one thing that was just kind of a bummer to me is like people you know, who didn't maybe want to spend as much or couldn't spend as much money on the hardcover, like aren't going to be able to buy in paperback. So that's one thing. Another thing is, you know, my, when my book came out last year, like we did a couple of virtual events, but like for the most part, it was kind of anticlimactic. There were no in-person events. I didn't have a book party. Like it it was just sort of like, wah, wah. And, you know, I'd been working on the book, really working really hard on the book and it's hard to feel like, I guess I, I'd sort of, not realized how much the in-person stuff actually meant to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose it makes it feel uh, like a real thing. Yeah, Whereas, exactly. Whereas like, when you put something out and then don't have any physical contact with it or the people who are yeah. uh, consuming it, right? you just sort of go like, I think, I think I wrote a book. Exactly. So like that was weird. And I was like, well, you know what? People are doing more in-person things now. So with my paperback release, that would be a good excuse to like have some in-person readings. Like right. Book Soup was already like, we can do a, you know, we can do something for your paperback release. Like they were excited yeah. about that. And so like, that's a bummer to me that I won't be able to do Call that up, stuff. Like, hey, order some more. Um, Pre-order some more paperback. <laughs> and, you know, just like the sort of like the pride of it all, you know. Um. Yes, and I and I and I um, empathize with that in particular because I, you know, didn't really think about what a big deal or not big. I don't know what am I saying? What a bruise to the ego that might be. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I fucking nailed it. Um, Finally, but you know, by that token, I would say to you. That we should we can we can do one more week of wallowing, okay? okay. All right, and then I'll we'll, we'll we'll start talking solutions next week. Oh, okay. This way, I feel like I get to do what I normally do, mm-hmm. but also you get to feel heard. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fucking publishing industry. <laughs> Damn you, printers. Yeah. So. What if this is an excuse and like they could totally print it? They just don't want to. Well, I mean, then that's, of course, that goes through my head. <gasps> I was kidding. That's not what's happening. But it could be. Hey, guys, so we're all in agreement. We're going <laughs> to tell Dory that we're just, we can't do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. My agent 
My agent was like, basically. I have COVID. Why are you calling me? Well, kind of. She did have COVID. <laughs> I sent her flowers. I did feel bad, but I was like kind of in crisis. Um, but she was like, she was basically like her TLDR was like, don't take it personally. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the, that's, that's just the, the thing that no one, I mean, everyone will say it to you, but you'll never feel not, you'll never not take it personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I started taking it, I think slightly less personally after I talked to her. Okay. But now that you're talking to me, are you more taking it personally? Mm. Am I, am I bringing you back to that side of things? I mean, not really. Good. Good. Then your uh, discussion with your agent was fruitful. It was fruitful. Yeah, I would say. Okay. What do you think? What, what's next in your hopper? You know. Well, I have, I have a, I have a thing that I can't announce quite yet, but I am working on another thing. Dory's working on another thing. It's everybody. not a book, and it's not a podcast. It's uh it's a sock company. <laughs> it's a sock company it's called Dobus. <laughs> You know, I have a friend who has a dog named Dobus. What? Yes. That's not a name? <laughs> That's the dog's name. What is, what dog? Dobus. This is not a real dog. <laughs> it is a real dog. Is this your same friend that tells you that they're printing plant clothes? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, honey. Whoa. You got to stop talking to these little fabricators. Um, kind of I a dog is Dobus. Dobus is a Doberman pincher. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Dobus. It's a dumb name for socks and dogs. Wow. That's rude. I won't tell Dobus you said that. Okay. Um I I I think I might be able to announce it next week, but okay, I don't well, want to say anything quite yet. Let me ask a broader, more vague question for our listeners. Okay. Do, do you already have your sights set on your next thing? I mean, yes, I'm working on it. There you go. That's okay. what I just said. I know, but I wanted it to be like, you know, I want you to, I want you to put thanks for waiting in your rear view. Unless you haven't purchased the book yet, then please put it in your front view and buy a hardcover copy. <laughs> or an ebook or an audiobook. There you go. Listen to Dory read. Listen to me read. We did get a couple of nice emails about this. Um, Terry How did wrote. did they know? Because they saw it on my Instagram. Again, do you feel ever like you're married to a person from the 1920s? Because he did not look at anything on the internet. <laughs> like if it doesn't well, get to Reddit, I don't. You see know what? It. What is slightly weird about it is that this has changed. It's not like you. It's not like when I met you, you were like this. Correct. I when I met you, you were very online. Connected to everything. Yeah. So it's been odd for me to sort of have you gradually disengage from. I don't think it was gradual. Most of the internet. On a personal level, I feel like it was a very like, it was a mental health decision. I get it. And I respect it. It's just, it's a, sometimes it is, a little weird I will for say me. that it's been much longer than I've thought it would be. Mm. I didn't anticipate um, being off of it for however, how long have I been off of it? Years. Three, four, five years? Yeah. Four years? Yeah. The entire Trump presidency, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's interesting, Lee. I don't know. And then part of me is like, do I even, do I want to get back in the game? <laughs> As it were, mm-hmm. well, the answer to that is I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the metaverse to take off. Mm. I'll be on the next thing. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, Terry wrote, "I'm Should sorry." Should I you're... become an NFT? Can you let me finish? I'm just talking about hip online things. I'm going to be. I'm sorry, your book won't be coming out in paperback. I was looking forward to it. That just plain sucks. There's nothing I can say to make it better. Take care, Terry. Terry, where were you with the that advice? for me Mm -hmm. to say that to Dory. Yep. Um, And Emily wrote, I'm writing in to revive the book portion of the podcast. I saw Dory's post on Instagram about thanks for waiting, not being published in paperback. This is such a bummer and I'm really sorry, Dory. Even before this recent turn of events, I was wondering about hardback and paperback books. 
More specifically, why are hardback books preferred by publishers? As a reader, I prefer paperbacks over hardbacks. Less bulky, easier to hold, not as heavy in my bag. I mean, I ultimately prefer ebooks, but I've gotten the impression that's not as meaningful for authors when it comes to bestseller lists. Are there behind the scenes factors you can share? There's a publishing issue. It seems like publishing paperbacks would reduce some of the resources, but that's coming from my outsider perspective. Maybe it's not the hot book goss I'm imagining. I have the hardback version of Thanks for Waiting and I enjoyed it. I really admire your writing career. I hope there are creative ideas in the works for other ways to tour or celebrate you and thanks for waiting. Maybe you and Kate could book tour together based on your relationship as Forever 35 co-hosts. Two adults, teenage twins, and one boxer mix in about 2,300 square feet in South Carolina. No hot dogs or hot dogs, but you never know what the summer holds. Take care, Emily. Well, Emily, well, first of all, thank you for your note um, and for seeing me. And to answer your question, it's very simple, actually. Hardcovers are more expensive and publishers and bookstores and authors all make more money from hardcovers than they do from paperbacks. More expensive to the consumer, it sounds like. Yes. It sounds like but it's also, probably not that much more expensive. But also um, bookstores and authors make more percentage-wise from hardcovers than they do from paperbacks. So it's more lucrative for a bookstore, for example, to sell a hardcover Price, like price aside, just sort of like percentage of what they get. Mm, interesting. So that's that's one factor. And still, I mean, there is like a prestige factor associated with hardcovers that unfortunately like still exists in publishing. Look, I'm going to be honest. I wanted Thanks for Waiting to be a paperback original. And I was talked out of this because for many of the reasons that I just elucidated. But I was like, why not just get it into the hands of more people like from the get-go and just have it be less expensive. And people were like, like bookstores aren't as excited about paperback originals. Like they like to stock hardcovers. Like it won't be as big of a deal. Like there were just like many reasons. The New York Times bestseller list has two separate lists. There's one that is just hardcover bestsellers. And then there's a one, there's another one that's uh, it's called print and ebook. So they combine paperback, hardcover, and ebook all into one other list. And then there's a separate paperback list. So it's kind of shitty, in my opinion, that ebooks don't get their own special list that they get that they have to be lumped in with print, as though like ebook is not valid but i think the reason they do that is because there are so many books on like amazon that just get released on ebook that are self-published and they don't want to have to put those on the bestseller list okay i mean i guess it's like the billboard chart took them a little while to get to streaming yeah totally yeah it's just like gatekeeping so hope that helps um listen if you want to write in about my paperback or anything else that should be the name of your next book hope that helps <laughs> dory and matt at gmail and matt at dory gmail are both they both go to us our phone our phone number is 413-461-BABY you can also text us at that number um and we will be right back i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer, and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top. Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got 
some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Great news, we're back. Hello. How do you feel now about not having paperbacks now that we've had some time? I mean, I still don't feel great, but... Okay, I'm going to bring it up more often. Probably. I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> um, Matt, do you want to take this first email? Okay, is it from the book portion again? No. Oh. It's, uh, sorry, then it is the third email on the, on the list from Anonymous. Hi, Dorian, Matt. Maybe this will catch you before you start recording today. It did. Congratulations. I'm job searching. Just had an interview. It seemed to go mutually well. It's not in a state with fertility coverage requirement, which is new for me. I think there's a very good chance they will have IVF coverage, but do not want to assume. What is the best way to figure this out for sure? And is there a good way to do so without disclosing something personal about my reproductive plans? I do have the info sent to me about plans in addition and pricing, but not a more extensive booklet thingy. In addition to general coverage, I would ideally like to figure about about whether the plan covers unmarried people's IVF and embryo banking. I'm sure I can figure that out with certainty before going in, but like, shouldn't I be able to? Sending out a knowing what you're getting into fertility coverage signal. <laughs> okay, just realized this will reach you pretty early on the West Coast, so maybe I have a chance. You do have a chance. Success. Um... Well, my instinct here would be to wait until you have an offer. And then you can ask for all the benefits information. I feel like asking for it before you have an offer in hand is like slightly dicey. Also, there might be like, I don't know, a confidentiality thing. I don't know. Um, but I think think you should be able to do that once you get an offer and hopefully you will get an offer um i wonder if you're gonna be like no i won't take the job if they don't offer what you want them to offer that's interesting to me i mean maybe it's just a like kind of forewarned is forearmed sort of thing like she doesn't want a surprise you know what I mean? Like if she knows going into it that there's no fertility coverage, for example, then like that's something she can plan for. If she goes into it thinking that there is, but then there isn't, then that's like a problem. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's my thinking. Hopefully they have it. That's, and that's my advice. Would be curious to hear if anyone else has thoughts. All right. This is from anonymous. Um, 
this was a, this is a follow-up to um, an email that we got last week. Um, Matt and Dory. First, thank you for your advice and clarifications around the Facebook group. This listener had asked um, if they joined the Facebook group, if that's something that then shows up on their profile. Um, and then had asked about, I don't know if you remember this, Matt. They'd asked about moving across the country to yes. a new... Okay, yes. A reset is exactly what I need and somehow seems really obvious, but the idea of change was just overwhelming to me until I heard you talk about it. Matt is, of course, also right. I don't need to think about the first house we ever buy as the place where I'll live into my old age. And like many things in life, will be temporary. I should focus on what I can control. And to that end, I signed up for a Pilates class, booked a trip to sunny, if not exactly warm, Sedona. Nice. And my husband and I have set aside time this weekend to have a baby slash IVF agnostic discussion about next steps for moving. Okay. That all sounds great. Um, I also wanted to clarify WCS, worst case scenario. Ah. That makes more sense. Thank the range you. of implications for Down syndrome is quite large. Some people learn to read and write, have jobs, even get married. Others have more severe intellectual disabilities and never learn to read, write, or speak, are incontinent, digestive issues are very common, have heart defect issues, more than half of Down syndrome babies have heart defects, and a myriad of other challenges. Some things like heart defects you can learn more about during your pregnancy, but other pieces, like the degree of intellectual disability, you will not have an idea of until after the baby is born. Lastly, the email you discussed after mine on the podcast asked a question about foregoing genetic testing. I can certainly sympathize with their hesitation, and until we did the testing... I always thought the results would be more certain, e.g. 100% instead of 80%, and it is dispiriting and frustrating. You raise the very valid point of giving themselves the best chance for any transfer. I would also suggest they consider what they would do if they ended up with a pregnancy like mine with abnormalities and think about how they would handle such a situation and where they want to take a chance. In my case, my husband and I had discussed this after we found out that the t- about the two inconclusive embryos and before our trisomy 21 pregnancy. I'm glad we had the discussion during a relatively unemotional time versus a time when I felt like we were in despair. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. <sighs> well, thank you, Anonymous. Yeah, it certainly feels like the kind of a the uh, thing that you could have like this thought in your head about what your spouse is going to do. It'd be like, oh, logically, of course, they would uh, be in agreement with me on this. And then when it comes down to it, and you're in that, you suddenly are like thrown for a loop when they're like, no, right? Dita, fix light. <laughs> Why did that light just go on? You know, I s- changed the light bulb yesterday because Henry made me. Mm-hmm didn't want to change the light bulb in there Mm -hmm. and and i don't know why it just went off (laughs) wow Hmm. what did i do now (laughs) go to target get light yeah he was really really into that yeah he really dragged me out of the house (laughs) i was shocked actually that you went so early it was only nine o'clock. It was nine o'clock in the morning. I know, but I feel like sometimes, like sometimes when you have to pick up your meds, you like don't do it. And so it was funny to me that Henry like forced you out of the house. Well, I told him what we were going to do at the store. I said the order in which we were going to do them, and you know, pharmacy was first. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then I told him I didn't know where the lights were, and I asked him if he had a guess as to where they were, and he said that way. And then we walked out that aisle, and they were there. <laughs> Uh, thank you you. um but yes uh thank you for clarifying wcs and for writing back in Mm -hmm. and please enjoy sunny if not exactly warm sedona arizona thank you thank you um all right we got another email about this from liz this is in response to the anonymous with to anonymous with the positive NIPT. I'm so sorry to hear about the positive screening and subsequent missed miscarriage. In 2011, I became pregnant and had a positive screen for trisomy 18, which was confirmed with an amnio. I went through with a termination for medical reasons, TFMR, for this condition considered not compatible with life. If you search for TFMR, you will find Baby Center, Facebook, and standalone groups. Even having had a miscarriage, you'll be welcome there with open arms. I am the mod for one of the groups, so I personally know. Many women in the TFMR, TFRM groups have IF. 
infertility. Yeah. Probably a feature and not a bug, sadly. In my own experience, the vast majority of women do not have a second genetically abnormal pregnancy. I did have eventual success, but with both with IVF and with surprise spontaneous pregnancies. Huge mind F, but in the best way. For the rest of the letter, move east. Come to your support network. Refresh and find a new clinic and a new lab, too inconclusive. There are plenty of clinics up here, depending on the city. Wishing you luck and peace. Liz in Boston. No hot dogs. Third trimester of pregnancy. They sound nasty at the moment. 1,200 square feet. About to expand to 2,000 square feet in an enormous renovation. Because we are having a surprise baby and we're out of space before our about-to-be-second youngest. I mean, I'm glad you have positive equity in your home and have decided to go with the expansion rather than buying a new house. Love it or list it. Inventory right now is not great. They decided to love it. Thank you for loving it. <laughs> and not listing it. Um, this all seems like good advice. And I'm glad to know that there are online communities. For... What do you think about those moms today that were like expecting? It was two of them. Yeah. And another good another good mom friend um who has a kid Henry's age is also pregnant. Yep. I was like, "Oof, really?" Oh, okay. I knew that one of them was pregnant, but I didn't know that the other one was. Um Which then brings me to the con- to the not the conclusion, but to like the thought. Then is Henry the only siblingless? No, the the other kid whose birthday it was does not have a sibling. Uh, nor does he intend to. I think they wanted to, but they have not. It didn't work out. Interesting. But otherwise, yes. Because I thought I heard that kid's mother. Oh, really? Oh, the other. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Anyway, that's where we're at, guys. I mean, is that something I'm happy about? Not really. No, I don't think you should be happy about it. So. Is that something I'm happy about? No, I'm not happy about it either. Oh, you've kind of come around then. Uh, I mean, if I'm really going to just become a full-time dad, I should probably have a second just so I have more to do. Oh, is that is that where we're at? That's my plan right now. Oh, so never work again. Okay, I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, I guess we should. Just we just gotta sh- golf. You know, I just gotta figure out time for golf, and then the children's. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna have a nanny anymore. Is that is that what you're saying? Because if you're gonna be full time dadding it, then well, I'm not full time. Oh, oh, okay. Just partially part time, meaning. Like, I'll start at nine. Oh, all right. That way I can just get some golfing in the uh-huh, morning. Uh-huh. But otherwise, you'll be full-time. Otherwise, dad. it's, you know, Mr. Dad. Huh, I didn't realize that. Mr. Dita. When were, when were you going to tell me about this plan? Just now on the podcast, I just thought of it. Oh, okay. I was inspired. By? Nothing. <laughs> by people writing in. Oh, well, we should probably figure out. Don't how get a lot of full time dads in, you know, writing into the podcast. No, we don't. I mean, I don't. I don't even know that we get any full time moms writing in, honestly, because no one ever writes and says that they're. No, well, we do occasionally. We have gotten them. Do they say, "Hey, I'm a full time mom"? They say I'm. A, they usually refer to themselves as stay at home moms. Gotcha, gotcha. Stay at home parent. Is there a stay at home dad Facebook group? I'm sure there is. That's a, probably a shit show. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. I bet half of them are waiting for JFK to come back in Dallas right now. Oh, boy. When's he coming? <laughs> I think it was like a couple months ago, if I remember oh, correctly, oh, what I saw in the cool. news. Anyway. How how are we going to have another kid? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We gotta figure it out at some point. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I would prefer to do that sooner rather than later. Right. Because I'm old. You're getting old. I'm. Well, the dad of the kid that is that dad that was having. He's older than me. Is 10 years older than me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Fucking old fart. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if I'm old, then he's an old fart. I said you're getting old. No, no, I think of myself as old. I am old. No, you're just so beautifully youthful. Listen, I'm youthful, but I'm technically old. Your hair is so long now. It is very long. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. I think I'm going to cut it. I think your hair is as long as Rachel's was in the Christmas special. Oh, God. Because I was like, Rachel's hair is getting a little out of control. Well, you know I'm getting a haircut on Thursday. This is exciting times. It is exciting times. I just want you to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. I mean, the problem is, well, listen, we don't have to get super sidetracked. It's My hair is so long that like... I feel like if I don't style it, it just sort of looks sort of blah. But like, why would I style it every day? I don't leave the house. So then I feel like like I look blah and then I get depressed. So it just becomes like this whole cycle. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about cycles of depression and feeling blah, you've come to the right place. Hi. Oh, hello. (laughs) I mean, partially like I'm not on social media because I just don't want I don't want to... All people seem to do on there is take pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and like have pictures of themselves doing activities or with people. And I'm like, I'm not with people and I don't want to be seen. <laughs> mm. So it's like, meh, let me stay away. Mm. I, I, I hear That's that. That's part of it. This is a great talk. Wow. We'll get back to it with more. Wait, oh my God, the next voicemail is about having another kid. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. What a segue. <laughs> Should we do it now? I should give you the cable. Yeah, you should give me the cable. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, boy. Here comes the cable, everyone. Choo-choo. <sighs> Travel Town's really going downhill. You think? Oh, yes. They had no staff. Yeah, that... Is the indoor area usually open? Yeah, it's usually volunteer. The uh, indoor area is usually open. The gift shop wasn't open. The food thing wasn't open. Yeah. Nothing was open. It was very strange. It's pretty sad. Anyway. All right. Um, here is our voicemail. Hey, guys. It's Ron from Karen Crow, Louisiana. I was calling in to Ron has too get many some kids. Uh, advice or back up your advice from the listener who uh, has the one child now and whose husband has decided now that he doesn't really want another one, even though they had planned for a second and her heart is set on it. You guys nailed the nail on the head with the husband saying he'll think about it later. When my wife and I first discussed having kids, I wanted three kids, two girls and a boy in the middle. And she wanted five. We had settled on four. She got her five. I got my three for a total of eight. <laughs> we are Wait a going to be adopting slash co-parenting a new baby girl next month. And we are possibly pregnant after two miscarriages last year. So just because he says no right now definitely does not mean no is a permanent answer. I am living proof of that. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. It's Ron, Garen Crow, Louisiana, 25, I'm sorry, 2200 and some odd square feet, five beds, three baths, one dog, Jeez. two adults, Jeez. eight kids, oh my God. one of which is kind of moved out, another coming, and y'all have a it's great It's like your day. guitar is one in, one out. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Remember that show, Just the Ten of Us, and you were like, that is so many kids, it's a ridiculous show. Yes. Just the 12 of us. Do you remember Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes. I mean. <laughs> Ron. Do you remember the Duggars? You're happy, and your wife's happy, then we're happy for you. We are. Mazel. Mazel. But that's a shit ton of kids. That is like, I mean, I mean, I guess they already have the passenger van. You have to like buy how many pounds of meat? So many. How many pounds of potato? You know, I've seen, I've seen some TikToks of like how a mom for ten kids like gets ready for the day, and it's like this mom getting all her kids' school lunches ready, like laying out like basically like a loaf like two loaves of bread to make like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and she puts she does it in like um 
sped up. What's that called? Time lapse. Yeah, time lapse. So like she's making it all really fat. It's just crazy. Like when you have that many children, it's like everything has to be like an assembly line. It's nuts. That's a lot. That's too many for me. We live in a neighborhood that has a lot of Orthodox Jews that tend to have quite large families. Um, and I saw a mom yesterday who had six small children. And I was like, that's a lot of little kids to have around. I mean, it's where the word schlep came from. <laughs> you might not be wrong. All right. We are going to take a break and be right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And here we are. We're back again. Hello. No news is good news. Um... So, Matt, do you remember last week we got an email from Phoebe in Boston who was kind of bummed because yes, she'd moved and couldn't make friends. Pandemic happened. Pandemic. She felt like all of her... She f- can't even, like, not like she can even fucking plan on going any Sox games this year because the players are in lockout. Exactly. And, you know, she's working from home. So she can't even make work friends. Everyone she sort of knew was having kids and, like, she tried joining a softball league and they didn't even want to go out for beers. Oh, my God. I know. Why don't you head up Beacon Street? Go to Joey McIntyre and Matt Myra's favorite China restaurant up in Brookline. China restaurant? China. <laughs> um, he's talking about Golden Temple. Golden Temple. Crab Rangoon, baby. So we got um, a couple people writing in about this. Um, this first email is from Emily, and she writes, Hello, I was listening to the email from Phoebe in Boston. And I felt so seen. My husband got a job in Portland, Maine, just a couple of months before the lockdown happened. And so we've had a really hard time making new friends. We moved here from Missouri, only knowing two people in the whole state. And they live a few hours away from us. To add to all of that, we have just started our first rounds of fertility treatments after spending all of the panini trying to conceive. It's been so isolating and confusing. Portland isn't super close to Boston, but I'm a Midwesterner at heart, so I don't mind driving 90 minutes on a Saturday to hang out. If she'd like it, I'd be happy for you to pass on my email address. You guys should meet in New Hampshire. I've been listening in Portsmouth. Yeah. I've been listening to your show since the beginning after being a fan of Matt's on Nerdist. You've always felt like friends, and I have faith that other fans of the show are good people, too. A big thanks to you two also. Our doctor kind of threw us into our first managed cycle after only a 15-minute Zoom consultation. So we were thrown quickly into rounds of blood tests, semen samples, ultrasounds, and injections with little to no explanations about what any of it meant. If I hadn't been listening to you even before I even knew, even before I ever even knew I would need to have any help conceiving, it probably would have been too overwhelming. So thanks for helping me navigate it all. That is... Um, from Emily in 850-ish square feet with my husband and cat, Rosemary the boy. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a better name. I don't know. It's a oh. better name than um, At least four hot dogs already in 2022 because Mainers love their red snappers. They do love a red snapper. Um, the I snaps like, from the natural casing. I like Portland. You do like Portland. Dory's on record as liking Portland. I am. I am lukewarm on portland thank you okay it's a little too i don't, I don't want to say desolate but like for a major metropolitan as far as maine is concerned area there should be more going on when was the last time you were there with you and Avishai and Roberta. Mm-mm. So that was when Startup came out, so five yeah. years ago. I mean, I feel like there's more stuff there now. And we didn't really experience, you know, the great Portland nightlife. Is that a thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, no, but I think there is like a... I mean, they got the sea dogs. I think there is like a scene of, you know, younger people. And I, I know pl- some cool people who live in Portland. I played for the Portland sea dogs. 
not me personally, but like my fake character I made in MLB The Show. Oh, that's fun. Before he got called up to the bigs. Oh. <laughs> um, what team are they a farm team for? Red Sox. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Look, I don't what, know. You, you think I'm going to make a character and choose to get drafted by somebody else? Look, not I happening. don't know. Um, all right. This is another email along those lines from Veronica. Hello, favorite podcast hosts. Maybe you can pass this along to the much behind listener trying to make friends. If they are religious in any way at all, they may consider joining a church or religious organization in their area. I know that may sound stuffy and stupid to some, but there are, especially in an urban area like Boston, very liberal and inclusive and welcoming churches and religious communities, many with a social justice focus if you do a little research. There are even churches which agnostic people will attend for the sense of community, and they feel welcome and at home there, so it might be worth looking into. I'm in the same situation where I moved to an area where my husband grew up, so he had lots of friends, but not me. I found a reconciling United Methodist mm. congregation, which is small and lovely, and through them made even more friends. Because when one woman found out via comments on the live stream Sunday service that I hiked, she reached out and invited me to join a local hiking Facebook group, which is pretty active. So through church, I've also made non-church friends. I can totally understand why some people may be adverse to joining any religious institution. I get it as I'm working through a lot of religious trauma myself. But if you're not, maybe consider giving it a try. If the listener likes outdoor activities, REI has hiking groups and meets and things like that you can look out for or sign up for. Also, I don't know if meetup is still a thing, but six to eight years ago, my sister met an amazing group of like-minded people in Texas. Not always an easy thing. Through a meetup group, try a few. She went to several unsuccessful ones before finding a home in an agnostic slash atheist meetup group. Good luck. I know it's so hard to make friends as an adult, and I can't imagine the added challenge of a pandemic. Ugh. Um, that is good advice. Yeah. There are a lot of um, <clears throat> open-minded, very progressive churches in the Boston area. I know that for a fact. Also a lot of, you know, forget it. What? What? <laughs> Not progressive? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah I guess the whole idea of like I just I can't even imagine moving to a new place in the middle of the pandemic although when I came out here I didn't know anybody and I was like so bored that I was like I should just go to church really yes luckily I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> see, even Matt thought about it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, all right. We have another voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Carrie calling from upstate New York again. I am calling because I had to pause the pod while one of the listeners was talking about the struggle of moving somewhere new during COVID and finding friends and all that. Um, I moved from California to the Albany area in, let's see, the beginning of 2021. So I've been here a little over a year now. And I found it really helpful to join a women's Facebook group that's specific to the town I live in. Um, I've been able to meet up with a couple people to just go on walks and get myself back into taking care of myself during the pandemic. I've also seen people try to schedule meetups that way. Um, I moved here for my boyfriend, so, you know, I was able to meet some friends through him, but I understand the struggle of wanting your own friends. I also went back to school, so sounds like you have a pretty solid career, but for me, going back to school and meeting people that way um, was, you know, interesting because I'm in my 30s and they're all children as far as I'm concerned, but it really helps me get out there and kind of flex those talking to new people skills that I haven't had to use in a while. Um, I don't know. I hope that's helpful. I agree with Dory. I think the best bet is to find a local Facebook group that has some common interests or, you know, it's just people who are looking to welcome others to their neighborhood. I hope that's helpful and good luck with everything. Local 
Facebook group for ladies. Um, I will say that in the Forever 35 Boston group that I mentioned last week, someone posted who also listens to this podcast and said, hey, did Phoebe join this group? Phoebe. They're waiting for her. Phoebe. Get on that. Get on that, Phoebe. They're waiting for you in the Forever 35 Facebook, uh, Boston Facebook group. Um, thank you for that. All right. We are moving on to a completely different subject now. Okay. This is from Monroe. Hello, Doreen Matt. I apologize if this has come up before, but do either of you enjoy musical theater? If so, what are your favorite shows? I was wondering because based on Henry's interests, I feel he may enjoy musicals, assuming he has not been introduced to them yet. At Henry's age and with the pandemic, I know going to a production is hard, but there are a few theatrical productions on streaming services, including Netflix and Disney+. Plus. It can also be really nice to listen to cast recordings, even without having seen the shows. Thank you for all you do, and I hope your whole family is having a nice February. And this is from Monroe in upstate New York, in around 1,172 square feet with my wife and two fantastic cats. I'm vegetarian, so not have a hot dog count, but my wife has no hot dogs for 2022 <laughs> as of yet. Uh... Musical theater and us. What are we? What do we think? Where Where are we with it? Um, you know, I was never super into it, and then I started doing Broadway dance class, mm-hmm. and I became much more into at least the music of musical theater. Yeah, I uh, generally don't musical theater, but I have certainly seen musicals and enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We saw a musical on our honeymoon. We saw Gypsy. Mm-hmm. We saw Dear Evan Hansen also, not on our honeymoon. But... We saw Dear Evan Hansen, not on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We've yet to see the great film I've heard so much about. <laughs> we saw Jagged Little Pill. We saw Jagged Little Pill. I feel like actually now that I'm like listing them, I've enjoyed everything we've seen together. Book of Mormon. I saw that, but not with you. Uh... I saw Hamilton. You have not seen Hamilton. Little Shop of Horrors. I've seen the movie. Uh, I saw Mamma Mia. Nice. Sort of the uh, progenitor of the jukebox musical, mm-hmm. as they call it. Um, I've seen Sunset Boulevard. Sunday in the Park with George. I've not seen Sunday in the Park with George. Sweeney Todd. I've not seen Sweeney Todd. Uh, you know, I've never seen like Les Mis, Phantom, Cats, meow. like any of those big Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. I've never seen them. Sure, sure, sure. Me either. Um, would Henry like a music? I don't know. He might. I, he Because he likes when I make up words to bullshit that he's doing. I wonder if he would like. Which like, is, I think, the equivalent of writing a musical. I wonder if he would like the Lion King musical. Oh, no, it's so sad. Mm. No. Okay. Mustafa. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Everything makes Matt sad now. Yep, that's true. <laughs> um, okay. Molly writes in with a pod sausage question. Why did your logo go away in Overcast? It also recently deleted all the unplayed apps in your feed, but they re-downloaded when I opened the app. Maybe just an Overcast thing? I probably. have no idea. I would I'm, say probably yes, just I'm, an overcast thing. The way it was reading our RSS feed was probably a little wonky. Yeah. If you'd like, I could just put the, I'll put the art back in tonight into this episode and see if that helps you. Hmm. I'll write a post-it to remind myself to do it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the kind of service you get on this podcast. Yeah. Write an email about why your app is doing something weird, and I'll try to fix it. <laughs> Matt loves fixing things. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. Welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you like to do about it? Would you like to say thanks to all our Patreon I listeners? would love to do that, actually. Uh, guys, if you want more episodes of the show, I don't blame you. Go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. You get two up to two episodes a month over there. You also get the back catalog if you decide to join now. And uh, if you uh, are the $5 level or above, we say a thank you specifically to you every single month. So 
I'll kick it off. Edwina Goodingham, thank you. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Uh, Elena Pallick. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Kamani. Ellen F. Emily F. Emily Harden. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Frederick Raw. Freya. Gita Drury. Greta Truitt. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jane Ennis. Jen Brennan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manilovich. Jesse Fisher. Jesse Labadee. Uh, Janan H. Josephine W. And Julius Gulenberg. Thank you all very, very much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.